Hey everyone, Tessa Stuckey here with For the Sake of Our Youth. I just want to take a quick second to thank you for listening and joining me on this journey. This is a really scary world that we live in and being a parent is without a doubt the hardest job in the world. I am a mom of four, I'm a therapist, and now I'm an author. I'm so excited to announce that my book, For the Sake of Our Youth, was recently published in April. You can find it on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. As a therapist, I get this amazing advantage to hear what's going on in today's world for our youth, and I just can't be quiet about it, to understand what's going on in today's culture and how it's affecting our kids' emotions. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's not looking good. I have always said that I could talk about this forever, so much so that I could write a book about it. So I wrote the book about it, but I'm not done talking. So here we go. Ooh, also, sorry. If you're liking what you're hearing, go ahead and subscribe so that you get updated whenever there's a new episode that comes out. Maybe even leave a review. That would help other parents find this podcast easier. I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Also, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at the mom therapist. For more information, go to www.tessastuckey.com. So. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's totally fine. Things are everywhere. I don't have anxiety. What? Um, yeah. Anyways. Okay. So Nate Webb, I'm always name. like, I think I have you in my phone as Nate bullies be gone. Oh, so that's how I know you. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's Webb. Yep. That's, me. um, and yeah, so I already hit record, but I will always edit anything out that you don't want me to put in. So oh, you're good. No big deal. Um, okay. So kind of tell me your story. I know that you shared a little bit with me whenever I was on your podcast, but for my podcast, I want to know kind of who you are, what you're doing, why you're doing it and your background story. Okay. Um, so thank you. Um, yes, my name's Nate Webb, but, um, so I'm from Utah and growing up, I was from a really, really small town. There's like 400 people in my high school graduated with the whole high school whole high school and I graduated with 89 kids we joked that it was 92 because there's like three girls pregnant so it was like he had three babies on stage but I do um, not even I can't even compute that I graduated with 1300 people so I can't which was is extreme but 89 people so you knew everyone yes yes I knew everybody and everybody knew me Mm -hmm. um Anyway, when I was in kindergarten, mm-hmm. um, I, well, not even that, probably preschool. I was four years old, so preschool. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was prescribed glasses because I have the worst vision ever. We're contacts now. Uh-huh. Like, we're talking, oh, I shot my old glasses with a 22 and, uh-huh. it, and didn't it didn't break. break. It didn't break. The no. Mm-hmm. Oh, my um, gosh. I bet you were so cute. So they were really really thick really okay. thick and so it kind of made me a target um sure. because i was different yeah. um and then the i mean at first it's just name calling right four eyes you know different things and it hurt my feelings but it mm-hmm. could get worse right yeah well it, it did oh. um <laughs> in first grade i got pushed off of the slides because glasses kids can't be on the equipment apparently okay right. um in fifth grade I was told I couldn't play kickball with everyone else. So I went to go inside and sulk 
And when I went to just slam into the, into my seat and just sit down and flop down, one of my classmates held a pen underneath my butt. (gasps) And that was the first time I got hurt by someone else. Oh my gosh. I have some ink spots on my bottom now. Prove it. Yes. In sixth grade, um, I was, was it sixth grade? Yeah, sixth grade. I was thrown in a trash can for the first time during play practice. Um, in eighth grade, we were in football practice and one of my teammates came up behind and kicked me between the legs Oh! and I fell down and three dudes held my arms and legs down while four others took turns. Um, gosh, I feel like I'm watching a movie when you say this. Yeah, it was, it was rough. And then, I mean, ninth grade, I got thrown in a dumpster right before homecoming (gasps) and then 10th grade, um, Someone told me that I should kill myself to my face. Oh. Um, so I got bullied a lot. Yeah. And it was rough. And I learned some things along the way that helped me to become a better person and not a better person. Mm. After high school, I served a mission for my church for two years. I was in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And then I came back. I went to college. And um, as I'm studying psychology for my undergraduate and uh, when I was getting my master's in school counseling, um, I was coming across a lot of kids that were yeah. facing a lot of bullying issues. Yeah. And so that's why I started Bullies Be Gone on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook um, to kind of serve as a resource and a tool for them. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of bullying resources is always just like report, report, punish the bully, all these different things. Right. But not a whole lot of things to help the bully victims. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how Bullies Be Gone was born. Wow. So, okay. Throughout those years though, like you had to have had certain people in your life that were positive or encouraging, right? I mean, how can you get through all that without some positivity in your life? Oh, absolutely. My parents were my biggest support. I mean, my parents, they definitely were not just idly sitting by Uh and letting this happen to their baby boy, right? Yeah. Um, They try to get involved. um, But as per usual, most of the time, by the time parents hear about it or a grown up has to get involved, it fuels the flame. It it just fuels the flames for the bully. Yeah. Um, And my dad, he really, really helped me. Um, sophomore year-ish, he had sat me down and we were just talking about how things were going or not going. And, mm-hmm. um, and he's like, Nate, do you know who you are? Mm. And I was like, um, oh, you okay, dad? <laughs> I'm Nathan. My birthday is July 24th. You know exactly I am, dad. <laughs> don't have a concussion. What's going on? Like, well, no. You see, I don't think you know who you are, because if you did, the words and actions of these people wouldn't matter. Mm. You wouldn't care so much about what they think. And then I realized that because I wanted the acceptance of these 10 to 15 people so bad, Mm -hmm. I had been doing things I wasn't proud of, becoming a person I wasn't proud of to impress a group of people I didn't care about. Okay. Just so I could get acceptance. And they would stop bullying you. Yeah. Just yeah. so they'd stop blowing me. So they'd accept me. And I, I mean, I started telling some of the crass jokes they would tell at one point and I was just like, not, not being me. And yeah. I kind of lost sight of who I was. And so I was like, dad, I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I figure that out? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's the beauty of it. If you just think about who do you want people to think of when they think of you, someone respectful, mm-hmm. someone respectable, someone kind, 
Like, what do you want to be? And then align your actions with that and then be that person. And as soon as I figured out for myself who I wanted to be, Mm -hmm. and as soon as I had figured out for myself who I was, no one's words held any weight anymore. Yeah. Uh, They could say what they wanted. I remember at one point my junior year, a couple guys stood me up against a couple lockers and held my shirt. And they're like, go find some friends, jump off a cliff. Uh I'm sorry, man. That's not me. (laughs) I know who I am. And maybe just maybe you don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. And maybe mm-hmm. that's the reason you're treating me this way. Yeah. I really hope you find yourself, but I'm not your puppet anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my parents, they were huge supports to me. My family, yeah. they were awesome. They always supported and tried their best to help me pull me to help pull me out of the darkness when yeah. it felt like it was there. When did you graduate high school? <laughs> 2011. I'm a baby. You are a baby. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I, the reason I asked that is because, you know, when I was in high school, I, I mean, granted there were a lot of people there and I obviously did not see everything that was happening, especially in the locker room and that sort of thing. But what we struggled mostly with was, you know, the verbal bullying and like the friendship quote unquote, friendship bullying more than the physical bullying, you know? And I don't know if that's because you come from a smaller town or just was, again, I don't know. I'm sure at my high school, there was physical bullying happening, but Mm -hmm. I just remember when I was in high school, which I graduated Oh four, I remember thinking like, Oh, that like when people talk about bullying, like that's not what they're talking about anymore. They're talking about, you know, the verbal stuff. And, and I, you know, I kind of feel, and again, I can only go off of my experience, but I really do believe that almost everyone feels that they've been bullied at one time or another. I think so too. Yeah. Whether they're popular, whether they're well-liked or whether they're sitting alone at the lunch table, you know, I think that part of that getting to know who you are is that process to not feel bullied by anyone. And I'm not trying to minimize what you went through because I think what you went through is exactly what people look at bullying and are so fearful of. Right. And a lot of people, well, the whole world really misuses the term bullying, right? Yes. yes. Everybody experiences unkindness in their life. Absolutely. But not everybody gets bullied. And that's kind of why right. I loved, I, I picked my title bullies beyond a, cause it's the most widely misused term ever. And so a lot of times I'm calling out people who are experiencing unkindness to let them know you're not getting bullied. Right. Yes. People think, are just jerks sometimes. Yes. And it's and, not and, illegal and, to be a jerk. Right. And there is a big difference between someone hurting your feelings and actually being bullied. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people like, most people, yeah, they probably do get bullied at some point or another where someone deliberately seeks to harm them in some way, right. shape or form is being hurtful. Yeah, because what I mean, you use this term all the time. I use it all the time. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Um, everybody faces insecurities in their life. Mm-hmm. Everybody faces moments where they feel weak. And some people choose to take their insecurities and project them onto other people. They feel weak, so they try and make someone else feel weak. Right. And when you realize that, you really start to feel bad for those people. Like when they start treating you, you're like, oh, man, what? Like when I think back, I'm like, what dark place? What happened in those guys' lives that 
cause them to want me to treat that way. I wouldn't have traded my life with any of them for that right. reason alone. Yes. I'm like, oh, what are you going through, man? Yeah, like what is going you? on at home for you that you have become like that? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So, okay, so when you work with kids in school, what do you typically do? Like, how do you help these kids get through? So I understand like you want them to find themselves, right? So that they can find some confidence, but like, what are some of the steps to get there? Well, I mean, A, I have them list out what they want to be, right? So they can get the confidence, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But then we, I I asked them, all right, so so so-and-so is treating you unkindly. Cool. What can you control? Mm-hmm. What part of the situation can you control? Yeah. Can you control any of the things that this person is doing? No. Okay. Can you control any of these things that the person is saying? No. Okay. So you need to stop trying to take responsibility for the actions of other people. A, yeah. because yeah. they're not your actions. Right. So if they're mistreating you, don't blame yourself for their actions. That's on them, not on you. Take that weight off of your shoulders. So because you cannot control them, their actions or their words, Therefore, you can only control who? And they're like, oh, me? I'm like, yay. Yes, you can only control you, your words and your actions. And as you start to take full accountability for your words and your actions, you enable yourself to be happier because you enable yourself to become better. You notice when you're doing something wrong. You notice when you're doing something right and you're able. It's a thing called start, stop, continue. Start doing things that start to improve you. Stop doing things that are pulling you down and continue doing the things that have always been helping you all along. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, hmm. so I don't have to worry about what Billy Bob is saying about me behind my back. I'm like, no, because right. it's nothing to do with you. Right. Everything to do with them. Yeah. I think it's really easy, especially at younger ages to, and even adults too, but to look within and say, oh, it's because I'm awkward or it's because I said that weird thing in class, or it's because I have, I wear glasses, right? Like Mm -hmm. giving reason behind why someone would pick on you or why someone would bully you as if it's your fault. I think it's so easy to start there. And Mm. so it does, it takes someone like you to say, no, wait, hold up. That's actually not accurate. That's actually not why they're bullying you at all. And, and they're finding that as an excuse or you're finding that as an excuse and it's not bettering you through that process. No. And it's funny. A lot of people who are experiencing bullying or bully like behavior, um, they, they, they talk about how they're scared. They're scared of the people who are mistreating them and this and that. And I just let them know, you realize that these people are just as fearful of you as mm-hmm. you are of them, mm-hmm. because that is part of the reason that they are choosing you of all people yep. to pick on. Because yeah. there's two types of bullies, those who have been ostracized by society and those who have been accepted by society. Mm-hmm. Those who have been accepted by society, they fuel off of positive interaction, off of support from their peers, off of numbers. And so when someone appears to threaten those numbers, threaten that popularity with some difference, that kid has glasses. He's different from me. I need to protect my popularity and I need to assert my dominance over him. Mm-hmm. They're scared. Yeah. It's not because they hate you. It's because they're scared. They don't know you. Right. And that insecurity is what fuels the fire. Okay. So if you were to like kind of make, what is the difference between a true bully and someone who's hurtful or just being unkind? Right. So with bullying, there is, there's, there's 
it's in there's intent Mm -hmm. there's a a perceived power imbalance Mm -hmm. and um and it is repeat it's it's habitual yeah so it's it's repeated behavior Mm -hmm. that's been intensified over time Mm -hmm. that with the intent to harm someone else in some way shape or form and so like if you get picked last to be on the kickball team at recess Mm -hmm. i'm sorry honey you're not getting bullied someone has to get picked last Right. Sorry, it had to be you that time. It usually but everybody happens. has to get picked last. <laughs> you know, it happens. It's okay. Okay. It was always uh, me, and I was okay with that. <laughs> yeah. And even if some jerk doesn't even know you and is just having a bad day and like yeah. bumps his shoulder you in the yep. hall, yeah, that was physical aggression, but it wasn't bully behavior. Yeah. It was the first time he's even seen you. He probably doesn't even know you. He's probably just having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Someone probably peed in his Cheerios. Uh, <laughs> like, honestly, like, and then a bully bully. Yeah. Someone who, all right. Ah, uh, last night, dad got me pretty good with the belt. I feel pretty weak right now. So this kid in class, he looks pretty scrawny. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go take his lunch mm-hmm. next day. All right. Scrawny kid makes me feel strong. I'm going to go beat them up during recess. And they and, get in, they get attention, right? Like, so oh, yeah. If I'm the big kid who, you know, I'm, I have an unhealthy lifestyle at home and I choose someone at lunch to pick on, all my friends are going to be laughing because it's just so funny, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So I like that attention, right? That makes me feel important. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel accepted. And even, I think probably even a lot of bullies know that they're going too far or maybe even they, it got out of hand too. And they're like, they might still feel that guilt, but the positive, not true positive, but the reinforcement they're getting from the attention and feeling important and being the funny guy is, Mm -hmm. is more important to them than the guilt and the hurt that they are putting on someone. Yeah. And many bullies, and I'm not going to say all because parents, we can't control everything. Don't blame yourself for everything. Your kids have agency, but a lot of kids, a lot of bullies, they're just like the victims. They want acceptance. They want attention. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes they're not getting it at home. And so the only way they know is through their bully like behaviors, through being unkind to other people and getting attention that way. Yeah. And they just haven't been exposed to enough kindness in their life. Enough actual positive attention and when they experience that they're like oh this is a lot better than the negative attention that i've been getting that i've been feeling off of it reminds me of this reminds me of monsters incorporated Uh when they realize like how much more powerful the power of laughter is than the power of screaming i'm like oh my gosh and i was like this is so true yeah like the power of love and kindness is so much stronger than the power of fear or hate or negative attention that you might produce by treating someone poorly. Yep. And when you show them that it changes their whole world. I can't tell you the number of people that used to treat me badly Mm -hmm. that have talked to me and be like, man, I love that you're spewing love. And I'm so sorry for how I acted in high school. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're fine, dude. Wow. That's huge. Was that big for you or it was pretty huge for me. There yeah. was one guy, he's a, he's a super successful business guy, owns his mm-hmm. own financial firm in Florida. UCF is like their, one of their clients. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he, he DM me like before I'd even started bullies be gone. Uh-huh. Um, I just shared some experiences and was helping out some people. And 
He's just like, Hey man, I'm sorry for how I treated you in high school. I was a big jerk and I could have treated you a lot better. And yeah. I was like, dang, man. Gosh, that's huge. You've grown so much. What have yeah. I been doing? Gosh, <laughs> like, man, you're, you, that's not, like just, and then um, after I had shared my story with uh, a, a page called Love What Matters, uh -huh. um, they have a blog and they shared my story. And one of the guys, um, he was one of the guys that held me down in eighth grade. Oh. He, he, he called me. Um, he's like, hey, I was like, hi. Because um, he called me on Facebook Messenger. And he's like, so- my wife knows who you are very well because I've been bringing this up over the years that I should talk to you because I feel bad. And oh, then she read your post on love. What matters and said, you really need to call this dude. Reach out. Um, and he just apologized for just, you know, all the things. And I was like, man, yeah. the, the things that kindness does yes. is amazing. Right. And if more right. people could just experience that, yeah, it would change so many cultures. Yeah. I mean, it would be quite like the flip that I feel like our world needs, especially right now. <laughs> oh yeah. I feel like we have such an angry country right now and like yes. what a flip it would make and so much goodness would come from it big time. Oh yeah. The uh, same individual, um, he was, when we were in high school, he was forced to be sent away from his family for mm. something he didn't do. He was wrongfully convicted of something. Oh, no. Um, it was, yeah. So talk about hurt. Yeah. Um, but um, there was one point in high school where him and like 15 other people uh -huh. um, through Facebook Messenger periodically throughout the day, uh -huh. each of them told me that I should kill myself throughout the day. Um, to you? Like, yeah, to me throughout. Okay. It was my senior year and it was on yeah. Facebook. And I was like, I read then I was like, man, that's a lot of hate for a few people. Like, yeah, man, they're really wow. And but it's just getting worse. Yeah. Right now. Yes. I feel like God needs to just take the Internet away for a little bit. So we, not really, but kind that. of. No. Um, but Nate, I've been saying that for years now. Um, I can't. It was probably like four or five years ago. I was at New Year's with my in-laws and they were like, what do you guys hope and predict for this year. And I go, I kind of want the internet to take a break. And that was like four or five years ago, but obviously that would be not the best thing because we put so much of our like data and work stuff on the internet, like that's needed, like even just emailing and stuff. But like, if we could prepare for the internet going away for a little bit, I feel like, you know, let all the companies get everything in order on their you know, in their paper books and everything. And then I feel like, I really do feel like things we could like have that reset button that we all need, you know, and kind of get back to basics and, or at least bare minimum getting children off of social media. Yes. I mean, I would be okay if social media didn't exist. Would you? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, I would, it, it's, it, I won't lie. Social media has been a great tool for me to connect sure. with amazing people right. like yourself right. and Hamish exactly. Shell from the Looking Up Foundation yeah. and all these great people. Yeah. But I think that the benefits of the kids never having to compare their body to someone else's ever again, never having to see hate speech, never having to see someone kill themselves on TikTok. Right. right. Um, that would far outweigh any any benefit that I had with Instagram or Facebook or anything. Yeah. I would be just fine. If if a kid never had to be on social media for the foreseeable future, I would be a happy soul. Yeah, I wish it wasn't is, so enticing. Like I wish, no. like we use it, I use it for work. 
-hmm. and for stuff like this and for connections. And then like my personal stuff is literally to connect with family members that are out of state and then chat books. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like a scrapbooking thing. So every time I upload my pictures on Instagram, it automatically turns it into a scrapbook. And I love that because I don't have time to make that of my kids. Right. Um, but other than that, I don't use it for, I mean, really anything. Um, Mm. and I just, I wish it wasn't so enticing because I think that if kids thought that it was just used for the things we're using it for work and, you know, connecting with, you know, networking and, um, you know, connecting with family members, they probably wouldn't care to get on there. Right. But now we've got celebrities on there and products that are being sold and TikTok reels and all that stuff that it's just to an end. Also like the idea that they can become a famous TikToker or Instagram influencer and all this stuff. And like, it's just, it's just out of hand, you know? Right. And from the get go, all these social media platforms were bred for the insecure yeah they were bred to grab the attention of those who want acceptance that's why i got social media because i wasn't getting love and acceptance from the kids in my school physically where i was at i was a freshman in high school and i first got facebook and instagram came out while i was on my mission so i got it when i came back from my mission in in the college um but I got, I got, I got Facebook my freshman year because I was like, yeah. there, there's gotta be other high school kids that would like me that just aren't at my school. Yeah. Um, like it's Facebook. And I mean, the, the idea of having, oh, I have thousands of quote unquote virtual friends online right. and, right. and it's a, it is a false sense of acceptance. Yeah. And because in connection yeah. because cj or whoever may be who is your best friend online cj may be an old grandma who doesn't even know you bro um <laughs> and that's kind of creepy okay mary don't get off the me. facebook mary okay don't creepy don't talk to people you don't know yeah oh my yeah. god you know facebook used to be just for college students and i mean yeah i remember ugh, you probably don't do you know what MySpace is? You probably of course don't. I know MySpace. Yes. So I had MySpace freshman year of college, which was like 04, 05. I had MySpace and Facebook and I hated MySpace because it was like the creepers. That's where all like the creepy people were. Cause anyone could be on MySpace. Like I didn't trust it. So i like rarely got on MySpace, but Facebook to me felt like more classy, and like a cleaner version of MySpace because it was only college students. You had to have a college, um, what's it called? Email to even sign right, up. And right. so I liked that because you had to be at least 18 to get on there and have a college, you know, and then they opened it up for everyone. And I just remember thinking, Oh, this is not cool anymore. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing a meme. It was like, can't they make Facebook to where like, you could have a favorite song on it when you go to your right. homepage and you like could like rank your face. friends. And I'm like, <laughs> we have officially hit the generation that's never seen MySpace. Um, <laughs> Gosh, I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> or like, um, no, this is really going to date me, but like AOL instant messenger, you probably oh didn't. Gosh. Yes. Hotmail instant messenger. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my so, God. um, okay. So Tell me your thoughts about like cyberbullying because I think cyberbullying is much easier to do as oh, a yeah. bully, right? Because they're oh, behind yeah. a screen and they're comfortable behind a screen. And even mm-hmm. someone who would never be a bully in person, oh yeah, is doing it behind a screen. So what do what do we do about that? What do we tell our kids, our teenagers, our parents, 
And, and then what if, so start with there and then I'll ask more questions. So for kids who are like, so-and-so is treating me poor, like they're, they're bullying me. They're sending me hateful messages. One sec, I got to send this to voicemail. We're good. Um, like they're sending me hateful messages, this or that. I was like, so delete them. Right. Ignore them. Like literally the button, like when someone, if someone you don't know or someone you're not friends with already sends you a DM, you have the choice to accept it. You can ignore, accept, block, delete. So many things you can do. You don't have to open it up. Yeah. And then so much if, easier than in-person bullies. Oh yeah. It's right? so much easier to take care of cyber bullies because you don't have to acknowledge their existence. Right. right. Yep. You don't and, have to respond or anything. And if things get too toxic, like let's just say some people ganged up on you on Facebook or Instagram yep. or something, you can delete the app off your phone. Yep. And they're no longer bugging you. You're no yep. longer bringing you your can, bullies to your house. Yeah. You can turn around and, and focus on the things that you need to focus on. Yeah. And so when people are like, I'm getting cyber bullied, I'm like, then get off the cyber. Right. You can't be don't cyber bullied. Right. Yeah, you can't be cyber bullied if you're not on the internet. Well, I don't want to miss out on things. Okay. Well then turn off messaging capabilities. Like right. there's so many things you can do to protect yourself online. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of go off a little bit when people are like, help me. I'm like, help yourself. This right. You can do some of these things. I think I have a lot of people or my clients that come to me and it's like their friends, their friends are being toxic to them and, and cyber bullying them. And, and so mm-hmm. we have to do a lot of work with that. Like they're not actually a friend, no. you know, and like in person, maybe they're being nice to you or you feel important, you know, walking with them in the hallways. But if behind closed doors and behind screens, they're being horrible to you, that's not a friend. And we have to learn no. how to ourselves. There, I remember at one point, you know, people were doing those kind of things and I, I was so scared to cut them off. Mm-hmm. I was like, but uh, I've worked so hard to cultivate like the few amount of people that I do have that accept me in the school, but yeah. I don't want to cut anyone off. And then something, my, <laughs> something that my uncle said mm-hmm. at a, at a scout meeting, it was at my Eagle Scout court of honor. He was giving a yeah. talk and um, he said, I am who I am because I did what I did when no one was there to see me. Mm. And I thought about it. I'm like, those people, they are doing what they're doing when no one's watching. And yeah. that is their true colors. Yeah. And that is not someone who I want to be influencing me. Right. So though it might be hard, I should probably limit or cut ties with that person. Yeah. Create distance. Okay. What do you say to someone who realizes, oh my gosh, I'm a cyber bully or I'm the bully? What, what can we tell them to make some changes? Well, all right. What behavior have you recognized that is, that is, that, that is, that you're identifying as a cyber bully now? Like mm-hmm. what, what have you done that has had you realize that you're a bully Yeah. and then B, all right, how can you make it right? And what can you do moving forward? So it doesn't happen again. Yeah. All right. Okay. I can, I can talk to I can talk to so-and-so face-to-face and let them know that I'm sorry that my actions mm-hmm. hurt them and that I hope that they can forgive me someday. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. What can you do to make sure it doesn't happen again? Right. You be, you know, be conscious of your decisions or so that, but it helps them to see, A, I did hurt people with yeah. my actions. Yeah. My actions affect people and they affected them negatively. Yes. And I need to own that and accept that. Yeah. And then moving forward, I need to make it right and then move forward, not backward. Right. I love that. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, cool. That was really great, Nate. I really enjoy your input on all the bullying stuff because I think a lot of people, like you said, they have, it's overused. The word is overused. And so the understanding of what it actually means to be a bully or be bullied is really important for everyone to hear. Um, and so I'm thankful that you, I'm not thankful you went through all that, but at the same time, I'm thankful you went through all that so that you could be the voice that so many kids and teenagers and parents. I mean, I, like you said, it's gotta be so hard to be the parent to watch your kid go through that stuff and how hurtful that is even just as a parent. So I think you're giving a lot of people hope. I appreciate that. And I will say I am thankful that I went through those things as a kid, because if my past pain can help with someone else's healing, Mm -hmm. then it was definitely worth it. Yeah, that's awesome. So, okay. Where can everyone find you? Yes. Shameless plug time. Um, So I am at bulliesbe.gone on Instagram. Um, and then bulliesbegone.com, just B, not B E. Um, okay. or you just go to my Instagram, follow all my links. It's all there yeah, too. All there. Um, and then I have a podcast called Teaching Kindness, the Bullies Begone Tough Podcast. Um, have so many great people on there. Tessa was on there one time. Yes. It was awesome. Loved it. Time. But yeah, you guys can find me um, on Instagram at bulliesbe.gone. Okay, cool. Well, um, thank you again. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> So if you guys are liking what you're hearing, I would love it if you could give me some feedback. Actually, scratch that. Even if you, especially if you don't like what you're hearing, I love feedback. Even if it's not the nicest, I want to hear all about it. Even if it's about crappy audio or I edited something weird or I said a word in a weird way, which that does happen sometimes, anything, or I'm smacking my gum, which I'm trying not to do. I'm trying not to have gum when I record Um, anything or if I'm saying um too much or talking too much whatever I want to hear it and so before you go just hey that's like that song I love that song can I sing you want me to sing it for you so before you go you know what I mean was there something I could have said to make your heart beat better? If only I'd have known you had a storm to weather. I think I'm going to make that like my theme song. Well, I can't make it my theme song, but. So, before you go, was there something I could have said to make it all stop hurting? Kills me how your mind can make you feel so worthless. So, before you go, I like that. (laughs) For those of you who don't know me, I love to sing, even if I shouldn't. So, there you go. Leave me a review on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts. I would love it. I would really appreciate it. Write me, DM me, whatever. Go to the link in my bio on Instagram at the mom therapist. And there's a tab there that says Ask Tessa. You can literally call in a question or comment or feedback or whatever. Just let me know. I love interacting with people. And because of COVID, I haven't had the chance to do that as much. So, yeah, talk to me. 